It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, here we uh, go. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast as uh, we get ready for the uh, postseason to uh, begin. Uh, a lot of matchups and uh, I, I think some some tricky games. A lot of tricky games. I mean... Is there one game outside of maybe Ubley that you feel 100% confident that the favorite's going to win? Or if there even is a favorite? Um, I, like usually, there, there are there, two or three games for me that I'm looking at going, all right, I feel pretty comfortable. But there you, are a lot of games here where I'm going, I know who I want to pick, but I'm not really sure. That's who's going to win the game. Well, doesn't it feel like usually in the postseason, like the first round has a lot of pretty obvious results, and then you'll have two or three tough matchups where this year there's maybe two or three easy ones and the rest are are coin flips. Dennis, we could have another week where we go like five and five. Well, you went five and five. I had a winning week. I just yeah, want to point six that and out. Four. You're still in the lead <laughs> overall. We'll get to that more. Mike Gallagher joins us again for the picks. We are making sure we get enough of Mike this week. We gotta, need to. Got to take advantage of that while we can. Absolutely. And real quick, I just wanted to bring this up since it doesn't have anything to do with our local teams. But to the surprise of no one, Belleville is under investigation. Oh, there's a Down shocker. in D1, yeah. That I'm surprised Belleville didn't have all those D1 kids in it. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised it took this long to have them uh, under investigation because I, I heard, too, from some other people who's, who's – I have some family members that they have a kid at Livonia Franklin. Right. And they play Belleville, and they're just like, oh, Belleville is just stupid good. And the quarterback throws the ball 80 yards in the air. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean – Again, you know, if Pandora's box is ever open, there's going to be like 50 teams in the state left. And half of them are going to be in the UP. But anyway, enough about that. We have playoffs to talk about. We have four games this week that we'll be doing live and a lot of interesting matchups. So anything else in the intro? Nothing else in the intro. Let's, uh, let's play the spots and get cracking on these games. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250 7520. 
buying or selling a home, you need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Garrett Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Garrett Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Garrett Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast, getting ready for the uh, post-season. We'll start like we always do in Division Two, and work our way down. Yeah, it helps that the biggest schools are in the north in the MAC where we normally start. Um, so Northern Lakeview, 20 points wins this game? Probably. Seriously, like, if well, I had to make you guess right now, if you were to bet lunch, more or less than three and a half touchdowns? I would have to I would have to go with this will be a low scoring game. I mean, okay, so Northern has given up seventy seven points all season long. Frazier. Frazier scored the most on them. And that's with just sixteen. That's just because they hit their two two point conversions. Yeah, and, and because, you know, at the end of the game Northern had the cheerleaders in on defense Again, because you, they had this thing. You could have cut you could have cut it to that in half had they kept their starters in. Yeah, uh, and I'm looking at what Lakeview did this year, okay? 
in three losses, they gave up 103 points, but 53 of those came in one game to Roseville, who we know can do that to people. In their six wins, Brady, they only gave up 32 points, and 22 of those were scored in one game that they won 48-22. They had four shutouts this year. Yes, they did. Um, one of them was against Lance Cruz, the team Port Huron's going to play. I know Lance Cruz didn't have their quarterback for a while. We'll talk about that. But let's just, I mean, okay, like for Northern, you can take away the Sterling Heights win, take away the Lance Cruz North win, take away uh, the East Point and Fitz game. And for Lakeview, you can kind of take away the Ford, take away the Utica, take away the Tower games. And I think Berkeley's not very good. But even against the good teams, they gave up 30 to Stevenson. They gave up 20 to Gross Point South. Their defense, while not elite against the great teams, has held its own, again, outside of the Roseville game when they've needed to. Yeah, and, and if you look for what the teams have scored this year, the difference is six points. Northern has six more points than Lakeview this year in nine games. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I actually think... Northern got the raw end of the deal with this district because, uh, well, obviously they played on the field and Lakeview was 37 points better, at least back on the uh, on September 30th they were, uh, than Lance Cruz. And that this is a tough week or play, first-round playoff game for Port here on Northern. I really don't love this matchup. Now, what I do like is that Lakeview plays a power brand of football. They play a T. They could spread it out, but they they play T more than they don't. And I think that's running right into the teeth of the Northern defense. And I think if you're going to beat the Northern defense, you have to be able to throw the ball a little bit. Yeah, and the, the Huskies are as healthy as they've probably been since the first week of the season. Yeah, they, Dylan Blank should play. Luke Fletcher should play. They might be missing one or two pieces, but they should have most of their horses, and that's the biggest thing for a, for a, a big game for a Friday night is you have your guys in the postseason. And we talked about this uh, a little bit, I think, on the, the last show. Northern is really different on offense at Memorial Stadium. They scored a lot more points this year at the stadium. Now, I don't think they're going to get 40 against Lakeview. Well, if uh, they do, they're going to win big I time. I was just going to say, <laughs> you've looked at the playoff matches, Dennis. You, you've pulled this back up in the, in the last, what, five games, or the all-time series. Yeah. They've only played five times, which is crazy to me. The fact that the most points scored by one team in any of the five games is 26 says all you need to know about what this game's going to be like. And, and and it's a pretty recent sampling. They played in 20, they played in 19, they played in 18. That's four of the five games because they played twice in 18. Uh, I did the playoff game, that 14-7. It was 7 nothing Northern for the entire game. And in the last minute of the fourth quarter, the fourth quarterback that came into the game for Lakeview because they had three kids get hurt threw a 60-yard prayer for a touchdown and forced the game into overtime, and then Theo Ellis scored on the first play of overtime, and they intercepted the second play of overtime to win the so game. So the kid threw two passes, the game tying touchdown, and the and game an interception. losing interception. Yeah. 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 So, uh, uh, but, I mean, I, I just I wish I could say more about this game, but seriously, I feel like the difference is going to be 
who turns who makes that one bad turnover on their side of the 50 because I feel like the team that does that is going to give the other side the opportunity to maybe get that extra score and that might only be their second or third score of the game who wins the field position battle and that can be little things hey Call a fair catch and bring the ball in. Because how many times, Dennis, do you see a kid let a ball bounce at the 30 and next thing you know it's first and 10 from the 12 yeah. because it takes a bounce? Those are hidden yardages. Hey, whether you let the kick go in the end zone or not, special teams, we talked about it all year, block a punt could be the difference in this game, but just not making those big critical errors. Who's going to take a big penalty, maybe an unsportsmanlike that moves at 15 yards, it I just feel like the margin of error in this game is really thin. Well, I and I think uh, too because um, I think primarily it's going to be a running game. Both sides, oh, yeah. I think, are going to run the ball, but it might be that team that can make a pass at some point that is the difference in the ball game. Like I, I, I and I'm going to say this a lot today. I think we're splitting hairs here. This yes. is about a fifty-fifty. A game as I could pick. If I give Northern the advantage, they're at home. Yes, I, that, that's the biggest thing. You're at home. Yep. It's going to be a cold night. Both these teams are built for the postseason. But again, I, I really don't see a team score. If they if a team gets to 20 points, I'll actually be a little surprised. I don't think this will be a game where where the touchdowns you do score will feel like you had to pull teeth all the way through to get there. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, Stevenson, Roseville, and South are tough games. So, you know, I think Lakeview played a little bit tougher. I'd say uh, so. Of a schedule. I don't know if that helps them or doesn't help them. They didn't win any of those games. But other than the Roseville game, they were not embarrassed. Yeah, so, they have, what, one win over a playoff team, and that's Lance Cruz. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, again, don't know what else to say besides this is going to be a tough one where points are going to come at a premium. I do not think points are going to be coming at a premium Saturday. I think Port Huron has a chance to light up the scoreboard. Okay, you're, you're really like, I'm looking at this game similar to how I'm looking at the Northern Lakeview game, I, I, except for, you know, there'll be more scoring. But I don't know that there's that big of a gap between these yeah I, I I don't know why I have a lot of confidence in Port here on high they're, they're getting healthy at the right time much like Northern and I just when I look at Lance Cruz they beat Ferndale who is a playoff team I'm not going to punish them for a 35 point loss to Chippewa Valley just like I'm not going to punish PH for their week one loss but they lose to Lakeview by 37 they lose to Roseville by 37 like when you look at their schedule what's their best performance their 24-point loss to Gross Point South. Like, there's not a game in the... Oh, Cousineau made the playoffs, too, and they beat them 49-12. But that's probably your one big win if your Lance Cruz Port Huron brings them in. And the history is on Port Huron side, and I just feel pretty good for the Big Reds. I if I would feel more confident in Port Huron High winning than I do Northern, and that's not as much maybe a knock against Northern as it is a knock against Lance Cruz. Okay, I mean, I can buy that. I, I, the, the again, the big reds in this one. Uh, I, I would like to see them get a little healthier. Um, you know, they they've been playing with a thin lineup. Yes. Um, Gavin Troy has been sensational 
this season. We haven't talked enough about Gavin, both sides of the ball, but uh, in particular what he's been doing running the football for them has been off the charts. We haven't seen Amari Holler in a while, but Nate Oriole has been really good at quarterback. I don't know what Amari's status is because I hear different things from different people. We'll find out Saturday. And I'm sure Perk isn't giving away anything that that he's got in the deck. And we'll find out Saturday. I know Lance Cruz was missing their quarterback for a part of the season and during their losses, so that maybe played a factor. I know he played last week, but I – I don't know. In a in a week where we're splitting hairs a lot, I think I th- I don't think we're using scissors here. I think we're using the full buzzer buzz cut to to split hairs because I just think Portion High is a, a better football team, and they when they've played a team that's not Northern or not a defending state champ, they've wiped the floor with them. They have done that. That is the one thing that I will say about the Big Reds. None of their wins have been close. No, uh, they, and they have taken it to everybody. That I, I just have a good feeling about this one. So, may, hey, I've been wrong before. I, was, I had a wrong read on the Big Reds last week, and maybe that's why. Maybe I'm swinging too far in the other direction. <laughs> but I just look at this Port Huron high team, and I know Lance Cruz has some dudes. I think Port Huron, again, has the game at home. It's on a Saturday. Has just, I feel like they have the advantage, which is, is interesting. It makes an easy scouting uh, trip for both if Northern wins and the night before high can be at that game and see either of the two teams they're playing. It's an interesting one because I know some coaches like to maybe say, hey, we'll worry about that. You don't think about it. And other coaches are like, you get in there and, and you see, you watch these two teams. Because there is a different view you get on the field than you do sitting up in the stands and watching with a more analytical Yeah, I, I'm that guy. I'm fine sending my coaches there to take a look at it, but I don't know if I want my kids there taking a look at it. Well, you know they're probably going to go no matter well, what. Yeah, I mean, they are, and, and you, you really can't stop that from happening. But I'm just saying I don't want my kids thinking – that they're watching a next game before they officially have one. Well, that's, yeah, that's party on high situation. If Northern wins, they're going to go yeah, watch it. Everybody's going to be there because they want to see. Exactly. So anything else with these? And it, probably the one time that they'll be rooting for the Big Reds because I think the kids would rather have the rivalry game than maybe what they think is an easier game. Um, I can say when I was in school, I'd, I'd wanted my rival to lose no matter what. And now yeah. I'd go, if they win, okay, cool, we get another shot. But nah, I just go. I, I, it, I want the rival every time. I'd go, nah, it'd be hilarious if they lost this week <laughs> looking ahead. That would have been my mentality. And then your mentality going into the next game was, oh, this is going to be easy instead of I got to be ready because we're playing the rival and I got to play with eight. Yeah. They haven't. Neither team's had that issue so far. <laughs> anyway, uh, you want to go to D4? D4. Where do you want to start in D4 because do you want to get North Branch out of the way let's, since well, they're on an island? Out of the way. Well, I but mean, like, they're, they're, they went west. Yeah. They're not in the group with our other two teams. Th- this is a game, too, that I, I don't know what to do with this game. I, Brady, this is North Branch at home against Freeland. Is Freeland that good? I mean, they, they were 7-1, and uh, one, only lost. Frankenmuth, who's beaten everybody. Uh, and then Crosslegs kind of stuck it to him last week at a time when we thought the Pioneers were in a funk and North Branch had stuck it to them. 
Yeah, um, and I, I don't even want to do the transitive property because the styles of the teams are so different. This is a power-on-power power game. North Branch, I mean, they've just been rolling. Sands the Armada game, which I'm. they know they they felt what, that one got away from them. They've dominated. Like, there are two other big BWAC matchups. They won by 20 and 14 points. They went and played Three Rivers on the road, and Three Rivers was in a was 5-3 and three going in that game, and that game was never a problem. I mean, they, they just put the stranglehold on teams and don't let go. And that T is so beautiful to watch. Their defense, while it hasn't been elite, Against Crosslex, made the plays when it needed to. Against Almont, made the plays when it needed to. It does enough that allows them, Dennis, and you talk about this all the time, for North Branch to play with a lead. Yeah, uh, I think it's important for the, the Broncos in this one to get out in front, although they have shown that they can throw it a little bit more um, this year than in the past. And I think that's where Crosslex had success last week is Grappi had a lot of yards. But they threw the daylights out of the yeah. ball, and Espinosa threw five touchdowns. That was the difference. Passes, and, and you say we don't talk about Gavin Troy enough. We don't talk about Ryan Henney enough from North Branch. Over a thousand yards on the year. Yeah, it's just we and, don't see him. Yeah, and he plays in a system where it doesn't lend yourself to have like a Hazen later or a Troy or or where you get all these carries and he spreads it out and he's the, the I guess the feature back he dominated against Crosslex. Will Damascus does a great job running that system and he doesn't get all the carries but when he does he goes for a oh, for a big pop and he's been throwing the ball better this year. I don't know. A couple years ago, and I know this isn't the same team as a couple years ago because the team a couple years ago was dumb, but they were the team we thought, oh, they'd run into a buzzsaw, and they turned out to be the buzzsaw themselves. Is there any reason why Freeland coming in can't get buzzsawed by North Branch? No, but uh, again, I, I look at it both ways. Like Both teams are, are like that. I like North Branch at home. I, I think North Branch has played three weeks in a row quality opponents and that they are prepared for this game and that they are running on all cylinders. I presume that they're healthy going going into this one. Um, and Freeland, again, I, I saw Freeland last year in the regional and they did a lot of different things. Uh, and now I, a lot of those kids are gone. Yeah, but uh, again, uh, has, other than Crosslex, who, who they – Stopped. We know Armada pounds the ball. Almont pounds the ball. And they shut so they down. shut those teams and, down. And Almont and Armada, again, you play in the BWAC, so you're used to seeing teams like this. And hey, you know what? I'll I'll give every team one. You have every team can have one bad week for Freeland. I mean, they actually played decently well against Frankenmuth. If you want to call it the Cross-Lex game, sure, because yeah. that was essentially a two-score loss. I know they scored late in desperation time. I don't know. I don't know. I know North Branch. Uh, I'm, I think they got some film on Freeland, and I like their, their coaching staff always finds a way. They always find a way, and it's very similar and I really like that this game's in North Branch. Yeah, that's again, that's the part of it that I like. North Branch is at home. Again, I think I give them a slight edge in this one, but this is another one where the score is going to come in, and I'm probably not going to be surprised 
if uh, one team gets a narrow win over the other team. Now, the one thing, I guess the one thing working against North Branch is last year they were on a roll going into the postseason, and I don't know if they were looking ahead to Crosslex or what, but they went to St. Clair, and St. Clair took their lunch money from them and ended their season. But yeah, and, that's, I, and that surprised us, but that St. Clair defense, like the next week, Gave Crosslex all they could handle. Yeah, I mean, the, the St. Saint, Saint Clair was a really good football team last year, and I think people forget that sometimes. Uh, Dennis, it's been like three days since the selection show. I'm already sick of hearing how Orchard Lake St. Mary's could make a title run and and how how tough of a schedule they played and that no one realizes this Crosslex team's really damn good and that they're just kind of writing off that because they're St. Mary's and because they have a red field and because they're a, ca- a Catholic League Central School that they're going to win because of that and not that they're going to have to go up to Crosslex, play in the grass, smell the sugar beets, and play against a really damn good football team that they could lose this game and that everyone's kind of assuming St. Mary's is making a run at least to the regional. Well, that's good for them. Like like I, I, like I said, the, the, the BWAC can make a big statement in the first round of the playoffs. They, they've got six games. Go Five go, games. I think I thought it was six games. No, because Richmond yeah, and five, City yeah, missed. Five, five games. Uh, go out and win some football games um, because, again, uh, if you're the BWAC and you beat uh, Hamity, St. Mary's, Freeland, uh, Marine City, and Ovid Elsie, and Ovid Elsie, You've made a big statement. Yeah. And like, okay, real quick. Hey, Mike, cut cut this part and just play this part to your kids because apparently when we say that you're going to lose, things go well. So this is the part that you're going to cut and play in the locker room. You ready? Th- one, two. St. Mary's is a good team. They have a 6'4 receiver that runs a 4'2'8". Crosslex doesn't have a kid with that athletic ability. St. Mary's played the toughest schedule in the state, still managed to go three and five. I think Crosslex maybe will have a rude awakening, uh, realizing just what level St. Mary's played at this year. And and seen. Okay, now back to our regular. Really, they played the toughest schedule. They did. Did they? Like like there are their teams are thirty nine and thirty one. They they had an zero and nine team on on their schedule. They had a three and six team on their schedule. Again, the the teams that are aren't great. Hudsonville, who's a quality program, and Brother Rice. I'm not disagreeing that St. Mary's played a tough schedule. I just think people don't realize that the BWAC's good, how hard it's going to be to go up to Crosslex, and they don't know who Belly Grappi is. They don't know who Gavin Espinosa is. They don't know who Trevor Soule is. Guys setting records and guys who are dudes. I just think that Crosslex is going to maybe beat them up a little bit, and I'm going to be insufferable when Crosslex gets the win. And for the second year in a row, they beat a Catholic school in the opening game of the playoffs. Well, here, here's what I need the Pioneers to do for me. Pioneers are the biggest team in our area. Play big. Yeah. Play like men. Go out and play like men against St. Mary's. Bully them. Push them around the field. We know what Belly Grappi can do. Give make holes for Belly Grappi and let him run through and let guys in Orchard Lake St. Mary's uh, second tier of their defense try to tackle him. Yeah, 
Hey, have them make business decisions in the third quarter. Hey, when they hit the belly button for the 20th time in the third, fourth quarter, do you think those guys want to see belly grappy running at them? Do you think they want to see that offensive line coming and attacking them? I don't know. And for Gavin Espinoza, he's going to have to make some plays. He doesn't have to set the record for touchdown passes in a game like he did last week. He doesn't have to be this unstoppable force, but be enough of a force that when Belly gets his, because he's going to, yeah. that if they want to put eight guys in the box, that's, over the top, and, and, that, and you that's make That's my next point. Guys, when Gavin puts it there, catch him. And the last thing I'll say about this game Orchard Lake St. Mary's is going to make a play. You're not going to bring in St. Mary's and beat them 35 to nothing. They will make a play. They have really good athletes too. There's a reason why people are picking them to make a deep run. That's fine. Stay the course, and when you get your opportunities, bury the puck. <laughs> I like that hockey analogy, don't you? Because yes. it worked last week. And, and it's true. <laughs> they had their chances, and they were gripping the stick too tight. Play loose, and guess what? You're the 7-2 team bringing in a 3-5 and five team, and anyone that's outside of St. Clair and Sanilac County doesn't think you have a prayer. Play loose and have fun, and when you win, you'll have a heck of a lot more fun. Like I said, like we said, bury the opportunities when you get it because – Marysville Lamphere is an intriguing matchup, but I think whoever wins the Crosslex St. Mary's game is the favorite in that one. Yes. Why do I feel like Marysville going down to Lamphere is a tough game, even though they beat them by 14 at home? Because it is a tough game. Lamphere is a different team at home. Um, they're they're much more explosive offensively. Uh, I'm looking at Lamphere the last two weeks. I, I know Clawson and Royal Oak aren't they're great bad. great teams. Clawson made the playoffs. But Still bad. 103 to nothing, though, was the score of those two games. <laughs> I mean, you know, Lam- Lamphere can score. Uh, and probably they played their worst game of the season at Marysville, and Marysville played their best game of the season. It was a perfect storm for the Vikings. Here's the other thing that I know for Marysville. Uh, and, and, again, I hope that they're not banged up. Because Lamphere, the last two years, have not been able to stop Carter Sacucci. He has run wild on them. And, hey, sometimes you have a team's number. Just go down there and do what you do. You have the blueprint. You have the blueprint to beat this team. You know the game plan. Yes, they're going to throw some curveballs at you. You always do the second time you play a team. But, again... You beat them the first time, and you beat them handily. You you got through their big guys. Your D-line caused havoc, even though you were outsized. Just do that again, and then just let the chips fall as they may. Because Lamphere, you know they want revenge, but Lamphere's games against big opponents, again, they had two wins over winning teams in the bronze. Now, the South Lake win was a nice win, but... When they had to play the St. Clair County teams, they went one and two, and they lost by two scores to the two playoff teams, Marysville and Marine City. Yeah. Um, again, on the road. I'm just going to point yes, that out. That does the, the, not help. They, the, again, like with Northern, I'm more comfortable with them having the home game. Crosslex, I'm comfortable with having the North home Branch. game. North Branch having the home game. Um, 
a little bit tougher for Marysville. And and again, I saw Marysville. They kind of they kind of limped out at Memorial Stadium. So I'm a little worried about that's health the other as well. thing. I don't know the health, and that can always be a factor. All right, uh, D five, which has a lot. D six and D eight, along with eight man next. Yeah, we'll do that uh, next after a quick break here. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer? Teach your grandkids to fish. Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. 
This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, and uh, we uh, continue now to take a look at uh, these uh, playoff matchups, and we go to uh, D5, um, and the first game is a game that, uh, Brady, you'll be at this one. Yale is a really nice story. Marine City has a long tradition of winning playoff uh, games. Uh, They've won more playoff games than anybody in the Blue Water area, and it's not even close. The second team is like ugly, and they have 20 less playoff wins than Marine City does. Yeah, and it is the tale of two different programs at two different stages. Usually the first time in the playoffs you take your lumps and you try to figure out how to become a team that can win in the playoffs. And the history, like you noted last time, is completely on Marine City's side. 14-1 and all time. Yale won the third ever meeting in 1961 by a point. Marine City has dominated the series when it's been played. It's been played very infrequently since the 60s. But... Marine City is just a team that wins these games. And, and Yale, I have no doubt they're going to give them hell. That they, They're not going to roll over and die. They're not going, hey, we made it, our job's done. No, they're going there to win a football game. And they're a young team, but Marine City's an experienced team. And they're a program that doesn't lose a lot of playoff games. And they don't lose a lot of playoff games at home. I think the last one they lost at home was the was Glodich's last game at East China when Almont beat them. Yeah, and, so and, that was and their coach wasn't even around for the end of the game. Yeah, so that was <laughs> so that was the last game in the playoffs. Marine City's lost at home was what twenty nineteen. Yeah, so twenty they lost. Yeah, at Frankenmuth in twenty one. They obviously lost in the state finals. Um, you know, again, we keep talking about Yale's headed in the right direction. They made a lot of progress this uh, season. Their Week 9 win is like an instant classic, the way they came back uh, and then actually won by a couple scores against uh, Lutheran uh, North. Um, they, they finished the season strong. I, I think their second half was was better than the first half of the, the season for them. But um, Marine City is tough. I know the Mariners lost to Duran, but as you, you – uh, have talked about it before. Durand is a really good team, and they're actually one of the favorites to win D6. Uh, I think Marine City has been getting healthier as the season has gone on. Uh, They'll be ready for this uh, football uh, game, Um, and and maybe losing last week will make them a little bit hungrier uh, when they open the playoffs. I also think the fact that it's a team from, from the area, they already lost to Armada at the beginning of the season, they don't want to lose to another BYU No, team. and that is the one. If you can find a negative narrative about Marine City, 
It's that in the last 10 years, they struggle against the BWAC, and they lost to their one BWAC foe. Again, to their credit, it's never against the bottom feeders of the BWAC. It's usually against the BWAC champ or the runner-up, and it held true this year with Armada winning the BWAC. This is a game for Yale that will, I think, show them where they need to get to. This will be a game that in the offseason they'll go, that's the level we aspire to be to. And they don't have a ton of starters that are seniors, and they are a team that I think moving forward might be even friskier in the BWAC next year. Yeah. But the times now and Marine City's good now. They were good then. They'll be good in the future. And so I hope Yale – I think Yale will give them trouble. You know they're going to throw – any sort of trick plays double reverse flea flicker statue of liberty at marine <laughs> city and i do think there will be a point where marine city fans are going really it's it's 13 7 in the second quarter why is it like this yeah. like i don't think you're going to beat them like you did lincoln or denby the last time with denby and and be up 35 nothing at halftime and going cool i can go catch the second half of whatever other game but i do think marine city's going to win this game yeah and the uh, the other thing that that nobody will say it but marine city wants another crack at armada oh and yeah that's a big absolutely. possibility absolutely uh armada brings in flint hamity and you you chronicled this last show Hamity's schedule and strength of record is not good. Uh, against teams they have beaten, they are what? They are uh, 16 and 57 against teams they've beaten. Their one team they lost to was 8 and 1. Yeah. Their only team with a winning record they played all year long. Now, Armada did slip up last week, but that might be a good thing for Armada. That might be the wake up call. Sometimes you need it, Dennis, and I'm sure you saw it with your hockey teams before. And, and again, I brought up the, the Port Huron high team back in 2011 who lost to Madison to, to spoil their undefeated season, and it kind of focused them up for the playoff run they went on. But, yeah, I just I think Armada's going to tighten the ship. I think Kyle Rowley's not going to let that happen in a playoff game because just as much as Marine City wants the rematch, you know people in Armada are going, guys, we went to Marine City and won, and you're still not believing in us? We need to. If we go back there and win again, that firmly puts the stamp that Armada's here. Well, here's the thing. The last time Armada lost, they followed it up with a five-game win streak. You go on a five-game win streak this time, you're state champs. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> perfect math. Dennis using math to crown our made state champ. Just saying, you know. I know it'll be a little bit different course uh, this time around, but, you know, the, the, the during that streak, they beat Elmont and they beat North Branch. Um, and I think, you know, uh, Wyoming didn't have a good season, but they're a bigger school. They are. That again, yeah. They think they went zero and nine overall. If I'm not, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, but you still took it to them. Uh, but Armada, hey, get back to your identity of football. Take care of the ball. Beat Flint Hamity into the ground physically and wear them down and just get the win because. And again, this is the first playoff game at Armada since. 2000 I believe that game against Richmond in 04 was in Armada 
So first actual home playoff game for the Tigers. Enjoy it and set up that a potential rematch. Well, you're going to rematch someone. Yeah. And hey, don't don't leave things out there like you felt you did last year because they were hoping they were going to see Marine City a year ago in the playoffs. Maybe 2022 is the time for that to happen. Yeah. Uh, so I uh, again, uh, I like Armada in this one, and and I hope uh, I'm not fooling anybody by saying all oh, Hammity's no good they went eight and one they played the scouts in front of them they beat the teams they were supposed to beat obviously if you look past them you're going to be in trouble now I don't think they're going to look past them though and I don't think they're going to be in trouble this is the credit I will give to Flint Hammity is their one game again scores can lie like a 10 point loss can either mean it was like we've seen 10 point losses that are nail biters till the very end and 10 point losses that were never in question after the first quarter but their one loss, they were competitive with Charlotte. 44-34, they didn't get the doors blown off them. So they did play with the one good team they went up against. Yeah, And again, I don't know who Charlotte plays or uh, what their 8-1 record is. Like. But, they, they hey, yeah. I will at least say they, if, if they played that game and lost 42-6, to then you're really dismissing Hamity. Armada can't just roll the ball out and, and win this game, but I think Armada should win this game and move on to a second straight district final. Now, here's a game that is really hard for me to decide. Aren't you glad I didn't put this on the picks? I'm very glad uh, because I I just, like, every 30 seconds I flip on this game. Um, I like that Elmont is at home. I do think that that's a big against advantage. Against Ovid Elsie. But Ovid Elsie hasn't lost since week three, and that was by six points to Durand. Their other loss is Portland, a semifinalist a year ago, who always make deep runs. And it's not who you play, it's when you play them, yeah. Dennis. They played but, Portland and Durand in the first three weeks. They've they also haven't pl- lost since yeah, then. And they've played Montrose and Chessening and New Lothrop, Corona. I mean, and they those beat, are some good wins. They beat Montrose and Chessening and New Lothrop and Corona. Like, those are all quality wins. And Almont has their share, too. I mean, Almont, they beat Cross-Lex. They, they, I mean, they lost to Goodrich, Armada, and North Branch. The Armada game was a coin flip. They lost by a few scores to those other teams. But like you said, Almont has it at home. I don't know. I Maybe Almont gets bounced in the first round by a couple scores. Maybe they go on a little bit of a run. I really don't know what to expect from this Almont team because Almont has played up all year. Now, while Ovid Elsie, I mean, Corona's a little bigger. Portland's a little bigger. Duran's the same size. New Lothrop and Montrose are smaller. North Branch is bigger. Armada's bigger. Goodrich is bigger. Uh, Marysville's bigger. Armada hasn't played a team below D5 all season long. And that's why they're at home. Yes. That's why they're at home, because they're playing bigger teams, um, and, and they're playing them well. Yeah. So, the, 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 I, our, Elmont's 6-3 and three record is more like 8-1 and one to me when you consider – They've had who they play. The Hamtramck and MLA City games were back to back, and those were the only two games where you could say without a shadow of a doubt they were going to win those games. Besides that, they've had to fight in every single game. They took it to Richmond. They even kind of took it to Yale a little bit. That's a playoff team that they took it to. Almont's going to have to take this one game at a time because Ovid Elsie's really good, and I could see this game going either way. Yeah, that's 
maybe one of one of the toughest games uh, for an area team. Uh, Elmont didn't get a gracious draw. Uh, but we the, knew they weren't going to, yeah. but it still somehow got worse. Yeah. Okay. It feels like it. Division 8, you want to start in Saginaw or in Marine City? Uh, let's start uh, in Saginaw. Okay, we'll start with Harbor Beach against Saginaw Michigan Lutheran Seminary. These are two good teams. Uh, Harbor Beach has the slight advantage in history. Their two losses are two really good teams. Uh, Ithaca was the only loss for Seminary, but they got blown out 50-18. to 18. But Harbor Beach got blown out in their one loss, 42 to nothing to Ubley. We saw Seminary beat Cardinal Mooney. They beat Saginaw Nouvelle, playoff teams, and they just smoked Nouvelle. They crushed Nouvelle, yeah. Harbor Beach, besides the Ubley game, has crushed everyone in their path. This is maybe the toughest game to pick out of all of them. Yeah, I, I mean, Beach has the history like they go into the playoffs and they generally win football games um but boy i can't get week two and that triple option that seminary was running and how well they did how many yards their quarterback got against a mooney defense that pretty much stuffed everybody else this year right even held bishop foley i think to 28 in the in the prep bowl so yeah, that that's hard, but again, Harbor Beach has just dominated who else, and that includes a tough crossover with Bad Axe. Yeah, um, so I, I could make cases, I think, for both of these uh, teams. Uh, I'd, there, feel, I'd feel better if Beach were at home. In fact, I'd say if Beach were at home, I'd favor them maybe by a, a couple of scores. On the road, this is going to be – uh, a tougher game these are just two good football teams they are um and there's a lot of room for interpretation and i think you could ask a thousand people and you might split it still right down the middle there's no splitting it right down the middle ugly's gonna beat saginaw nouvelle yeah and this is probably gonna be ugly yeah just like every other ugly yeah. game so this will be over at halftime but that's what ugly does and i don't mean <laughs> to be like rude or not good at what we do but uh yeah Talk to you next week, Ubley. <laughs> because well, if, if you don't know, uh, the, the, this is Ubley's nine games. They won by 34, won by 36, won by 41, won by 42, won by 66, won by 35, won by 34, won by 42, won by 63. And I think most of those, most of their 443 points they scored were before the first half. Yes. Ended. Ubley coming into the D8 playoffs has scored the most points and given up the least amount of points. Uh, I know uh, for sure in one game, they started the second half in super running time. Yes, which means basically only timeouts stop and injuries stop the clock. No, they run no. them during injuries, oh, too. That's even super, yeah. super, super running time. So, so, so only a timeout stops the clock. All right, and then let's go to the big one, at least with two area teams, Cardinal Mooney and Marlette. Uh, this is a game that... You feel Cardinal Mooney should win. Marlette, and when we talked to Mike Gallagher, is about a year ahead of schedule from where they thought they might be before the season started. Mooney, this is their team. Best team they've had probably in 20 years. But last year, we thought they had a very winnable game in the first round at home. They lost that game on the last play of the game. They were looking ahead to a rematch with Clarkson Everest. 
Dennis, you've been to Mooney's practice this week. Is there any chance they're looking ahead to Clarkson Everest? Um, uh, again, they won't admit that they want to play Everest again, but they want to play Everest again. But that means they know they have to win this game first. So I think from the standpoint, what last year's loss did to them was remind them, oh, yeah, there's work to be done before we get the game that we want to play again. Um, and I, I think Mooney's going to be ready this year. Marlette, to me, is a lot like Yale, as in I'm there, looking at this next year. Block. They're going to be a lot better. Friskier, I think, was the word you were looking for. Marlette against the, you know, the, the big three that they've played this year struggled to stop the run and gave up a lot of points. We know Mooney can run the football. They gave up nine touchdowns or eight touchdowns in all of their three losses against the big three of the GTC East, and then that loss against Vassar. That's yeah. the bad one that I think really favors Mooney, and Mooney really wants a, a crack at another run, and they want to prove, just like Armada does against Marine City, just like I'm sure North Branch would against Croslex in a possible regional final, and Mooney wants to prove, hey, we're not your whipping boy anymore. We're better than you, Everest, and we can do it twice in the same season. And I just keep looking at this six-game stretch on Mooney's season where in six games they gave up 15 points. Mooney's defense is good. And Mooney didn't play great in the prep bowl. Bishop Foley has a good defense, and they were stymied in the first half. They played a much better second half. They played the second half like they did the first, or the first half like they did the second half. Maybe they have a better chance to win that game, but... Again, sometimes a loss before the playoffs isn't the worst thing in the world. And the bright lights of Ford Field, you know, it might have taken them a half to go, oh, yeah, there's a football game. Absolutely. Uh, you want to go to eight-man? Is there anything else with the 11-man uh, games? No, that's it for the 11-man. Uh, let's Because there's some good eight-man games here. Yeah. Uh, Deckerville-Kingston. Start with that one first. This is the rematch that I think everyone in Deckerville wanted. They've been in playoff mode since week three, including a quadruple overtime win over Peck, an eight-point win over Atherton, and they get a chance to take on a, a maybe a little bit hurt Kingston team. And this is, for, for people that aren't aware, basically the way this rivalry's gone would be like if Marysville beat Marine City bad in the regular season and then got the rematch in the postseason the way, just the way the rivalry's gone for both sides yeah and, and here's the thing deckerville doesn't lose to kingston it was the first time they'd lost to kingston since the 80s yeah um they've only lost to them twice in the two schools history um but kingston smoked them the first time around and quite frankly they're probably the better team but Deckerville, the last three weeks, has reminded everybody that they're a, the, the, one of the top programs in the area. They've lost to 8-1 and one Toledo Christian, 8-1 and one Oakland Christian, and 9-0 and oh Kingston. And Oakland Christian's only losses to Kingston. Yeah. Uh, and, and they were close in, an, in that game against Oakland Christian, and they throw the ball all over the place. Yes, they do. This should be an interesting one and a fun one for the, everyone up in the thumb. Speaking of Oakland Christian, they have to come up to Brown City and 
this should be a track meet of the highest variety. First team to 80 wins. Little exaggeration, <laughs> but honestly, not like seriously. I think I said on Tuesday show, six touchdowns might be the bare minimum to win this game. Probably legitimately a race to 50. Okay, there are a couple of forfeits, so I'm taking the forfeits out. Right. But uh, in the last seven weeks, Oakland Christian hasn't scored under 50 points in a game. And in the uh, last uh, seven weeks, Brown City has scored over 50, 52 or more in all but the Martin game. Right. And the only games that neither team got at least a 40 was the loss to Martin for Brown City and the loss to Kingston for Oakland Christian. There's going to be a lot of points, and whoever, if anyone's there calling the game, get your pipes ready because you're going to be talking a lot, getting excited a lot. You're going to be tweeting out the score a lot. There's going to be a whole heck of a lot of highlights in this game. Yeah, these two teams uh, were four points shy of scoring 800 points this year. Yeah, I, it should be a fun one. i um, excited to take a look at that one. Peck and Morris. Peck is the home team, but I'm worried Morris is a – good team and maybe i'm putting too much credit into their history but morris is really good peck's really good both teams losses peck lost to deckerville in quadruple overtime lost to brown city two playoff teams morris lost to undefeated merrill and lost to seven and two fulton two playoff teams yeah i mean other than north huron who who peck blew out this year I'm just going the two best teams they played were Brown City and Deckerville. They played Deckerville tough. That's as close that of a game as you can play. Anyway, um, but I just feel like, and again, I, I don't know how tough of a schedule Morris plays. They lost probably to the two best teams that they played all year. So this is a, a tough one. And, and again, Morris used to play in the Stars and they dominated while they were in there. I think they lost one league game the entire time. Yeah, I think they were 26-1 and one or 26-2 yeah, or I something. Think once they lost to Deckerville. So uh, it's hard for me to get that out of my mind. Um, I like that it's in Peck, but this time home field advantage might not make the, the difference. Uh, I just, again, I I don't know a lot about Morris's schedule and the teams that they play, but I, I think Morris is the slight favorite. But I don't know that it'll be a lopsided game. And I think Peck will give him a game. And maybe we're giving too much credence to the history of Morris. And Peck sometimes has, that's all you got to go on, though. Yeah, Peck has Caleb Letner and Stephen Van Connet, two record holders at Peck and across the state. Ah. Uh, I'm going to be very curious to see what this result is, but uh, anything else on any of the games before we bring in Mike Gallagher and the picks? No, Mike is uh, patiently waiting two days in a row. He has come to visit us, so let's uh, let's do the uh, the picks, even though I hate every single game again this week, as I have for the last uh, ten weeks. You're still in first <laughs> place, though. I know, but uh, the more I complain about it, maybe I can keep the mojo going on that. All right, anything else? That's it.
buying or selling a home, you need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral. Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. 
Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, we're back, and uh, Mr. Gallagher is uh, back. He's going to bravely uh, do the uh, picks, and the, the guests have not fared well this year after winning it all last year. Yeah, I actually have uh, something to admit. The uh, the pickums that you guys have been doing each week, I, yeah. I did not participate this year because I did not want to be exposed <laughs> for my awful pick. You could just use a fake name. So. <laughs> we have someone named Bobe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no one said you had to use your real name. I just said it had to be consistent. With that said, Dennis, give us the records from last week, and then I will tell you it is a two-horse race. If anyone can catch Dennis Stuckey, there are two people that were within two games. All right. Well, uh, I went 6-4 and four last week, which I'm okay. going to brag about because that wasn't easy to do. Um, the public went 6-4. and four. Uh, and uh, Brady and our uh, guest last uh, week, who may want to remain nameless after a five and five week. Well, well, mm. that was guest Taddy. Mm, that was guest Fan Taddy. Taddy did a little better. <laughs> and that's, that's cheating. That's cheating. They're putting in two things. Come on. <laughs> I, hey, you can't. I want the five and five applied to his overall record. <laughs> I cannot do that. I mean, he told us it was going to happen before it happened. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it anyway. even a little bit. Anyway, so those are the, all the records. Those are all. Those are all the records. I'm 77 and 13, wow. so I can go three and seven this week and have wow. an 80 win season, which would mean the guests would have to go nine and one, and you or no, the the people would have to go nine and one, have, and you'd have to go ten and zero oh just to tie me. Oh, I've I'm been comfortable that I can win three games this week. I've been. Uh, resigned to my fate for a long time by the way dennis it was so hard last week we had one person go nine and one wow let alone ten and oh tj and armada the only person to win nine games tj that wow. is extremely impressive i think there were a lot of six and fours five and fives we had our most losing records this week yeah and yeah well, that was so, a tough week so you're 77 and 13 tyler and allenton Gained a game. He's no, he went even with you. Sorry, he's seventy six and fourteen. Still a game behind you. Fan Dave Taddy gained a game seventy five and fifteen overall. Uh, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> acknowledging his second group of picks. You, I'm yeah. not acknowledging them. You're There's putting, an asterisk by it. Like uh, we're going to make Maris's. a movie about this later, yeah. and, it, and it's going to be Tat Nasty with an asterisk. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, we're not counting this if he passes. Me. Sean and Marine City and Robert in Richmond are 74 and 16. So there's a tight race at the top. Dennis has basically been leading wire to wire, but this week is is tough. We're not going to waste any more Just time. Just everybody mirror my picks, okay? Let's get to the picks. Woo! Fakes the handoff, rolls out near side. He has pressure from behind. He's hit, ball comes out into the hands of a Mariner and into the end zone. Touchdown, Marine City. Quick hitter this time, and it's Furman with Rome. Down the far sideline to the 10, to the 5, and he is into the end zone. I don't know what we're yelling about. Damasca cuts up, slips one tackler near the goal line, and touchdown, North Branch. Will Damasca just got over the line. Espinoza rolling out, throwing man wide open. It's Gonzalez. They got him this time. He'll make the catch, and he's into the end zone for a pioneer touchdown. All right, what did Bo Callahan do? He didn't know about the $100 bill, Sonny. He lied. Handoff Conan. He plows his way to the three, to the two, across the goal line. Touchdown, Tigers. He'll start from his own one-yard line. Up ahead to the five, to the 10, 15. He's hit. The ball comes loose. Scramble for it. Vikings football. 
And Bloink, straight drop, setting up a screen pass, complete to Prone. He's got room. 20-15, 10, 5, into the end zone for a Husky touchdown. Up the middle, Hazenlayer, he's got room to work. 45-40, 35-25, good night. Brendan Hazenlayer into the end zone. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And we have a lot of men getting ready for a tough week. We will start in the thumb where Mike Gallagher, one of the few games you know very intimately, Auburn Hills Oakland Christian travels up in the thumb to Brown City, a matchup of two 8-1 teams. The only eight-man game on the docket. Does Brown City get their first playoff win in eight-man Mike Gallagher? I think they do. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people expect it to be, though, just because of the fact that Oakland Christian can really score points. And uh, that's one thing that Brown City has struggled with a little bit is uh, defensively. Now, offensively, uh, they've they've probably been one of the best scoring offenses in the state um, just based on the running game that they have. Um, I, I, I'm definitely going with Brown City in this one, but it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, I think Brown. I think it's close through three quarters, and Brown City pulls away late. I like Brown City in this one. Uh, this might just be my heart talking, but I too feel like this will be a track meet, and Brown City's just got more horses. Yeah, I mean, if this game was at Oakland Christian or Avondale, wherever the hell they play their home games, I'd feel a little worse about Brown City, but they have this game at home. They've only lost the one game. Every big test they've passed, they'll pass this test. Brown City will get the win, although it might take 65 points to get there. The people agree, 72% of the people taking Brown City to get their first playoff win at home. Let's stay in the thumb, but move to 11-man. Harbor Beach, after an 8-1 season, is rewarded by having to go on the road, travel west to Saginaw to take on a really, really talented Saginaw Michigan Lutheran Seminary team. Dennis Stuckey, you said this might be the most intriguing matchup of the week. Who wins the most intriguing matchup of the week? Well, you know, uh, if, if it were on this side of the state, I'm going beach. They have to go there, though, and I'm going to pick the home team. I'm, I'm going to reluctantly pick Seminary to win this game. Yeah, I've gone back and forth on this one, and Harbor Beach's only loss is Ubley. Lutheran Seminary's only loss is Ithaca. Those aren't bad losses. We've seen Seminary beat Cardinal Mooney, but Harbor Beach just wins in the playoffs, and they want another crack at Ubley. It'll be by a point, but Harbor Beach gets the win on the road. Mike Gallagher. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as Dennis. If this game was in Harbor Beach, give me Harbor Beach by four touchdowns, uh, especially this this time of the year. Um, but Harbor Beach, you know, they're a great team. Uh, they they kind of got overlooked in the Greater Thumb East because everybody kind of looks at Ubley. And, uh, you know, they are obviously the cream of the crop. But Harbor Beach had some nice wins this season. And uh, we've kind of seen a lot in recent years. When Thumb teams go out and play teams in Saginaw or in the surrounding areas, it's tough for those teams to play that physical style of football. I'll take Harbor Beach for the win. And the people agree with us just 55% on Harbor Beach, almost a split decision. One Thumb team, one Catholic League team as Marlette travels down to Cardinal Mooney. Cardinal Mooney trying to avoid what happened last year in a first round upset before a potential rematch with Clarkston Everest. I'll get us started. Joe Cannell is not going to let this Mooney team look ahead. And they want 
to make a deep run. It starts with a Marlette win. This is where last year's loss pays dividends. Mooney by a few scores. Mike Gallagher. I really, really wish I could pick Marlette in this one because they've been just such an interesting team this year. They've far, uh, far exceeded uh, my preseason expectations for them. Um, but Mooney, I mean, they've been fantastic this year. They get the home field. Um, Marlette struggles stopping the run. Uh, I'll, I'm going to take Carter Mooney in this one. Dennis Stuckey, you'll be calling this game. Yeah, all I need to hear is Marlette struggles stopping the run because uh, Mooney can run. They got mm -hmm. this kid named Hazen later. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. 1,901 yards on the ground later, yeah. and that's just the regular season. Uh, I, and, and, again, I was there last year when they lost in week one of the playoffs on the last play of the game. They will not let this game get that close. Mooney wins. Let's go to a few interesting beat by way 100% of the people on Cardinal Mooney before you had to ask. 100%. 100%. Not wow. one person yet Man. has taken Marlette. These will be up for a little while longer, so someone could sneak in a Marlette pick. Yeah, I might have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> first, first week, yeah, play both sides. That way you always yeah, come yeah. out on top. <laughs> in the BWAC, Flint Hamity at 8-1. and one. Maybe a fraudulent eight and one, according to some. Dennis Stuckey it has to come to Armada, the seven and two Armada Tigers. They lost to a Flint team last week. Do they lose to a Flint team this week? Mike Gallagher, get us started. You know, before uh, I was on the show a couple days ago, I I figured that this game was kind of a toss up. But when you guys broke down Flint Hamity's schedule, uh, that eight and one is a pretty inflated number. Uh, we've seen what Armada has done this season after a loss. Um, after they lost to Croslex, you know, they went on to uh, get their share of the BWAC title. Um, I think we're going to see a similar thing this week. Um, after losing to Flint Kersley, uh, Armada's going to come back and uh, play some of their best ball. Dennis Stuckey. The points that Armada didn't score against Kersley will be tacked on to this score. Armada <laughs> in a landslide. That loss to Kersley might have been the best thing that could have happened mm -hmm. to Armada. They are refocused. And Flint Hamity, if they played in the BWAC, they would be at home this week. They wouldn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> Give me Armada in running time. We will stay in the BWAC, but a much. Want. Oh, the fans want it. Sorry. Uh, Armada, 62%. So wow. well, not a lot of the wow. fans. Not overwhelming as wow. we want to make it Do the seem. research. Yes. <laughs> All right, a game in the BWAC that's going to be a lot closer than we want it to be. Freeland just got its lunch money stolen from them at Croslex. They have to come back to BWAC country about 30 minutes closer at North Branch. North Branch 8-1, Freeland 7-2. Dennis Stuckey, who wins this power football game and why? Uh, North Branch, they're at home, and I think they might be the better team. Yeah, Freeland's licking its wounds, and maybe it's because I want this to happen and I'm picking with my heart, but I just have a gut feeling one of our D4 teams, or one of the BWAC teams in particular, is going to make a run, and I think D4 is right for it. And North Branch is kind of a buzzsaw, especially at home. Give me the Broncos, Mike Gallagher. It's uh, honestly too bad that this is a first-round matchup. Uh, I, I think that this should be for a district title, a regional title. Um, but... You mentioned Cardinal Mooney losing in the first Missing out on that rematch with uh, Cross Lex. Uh, so I think uh, despite the fact that Freeland uh, lost to Cross Lex, they're going to come back and they're refocused. I think North Branch doesn't want to get in the 
first round again. Uh, I'll take the Broncos. And the people agree. They're saying it's Broncos country. 79% taking North Branch to knock off Freeland. Now we go to the sugar plant and cross Lex as they bring in three and five Orchard Lake St. Mary's. The best three and five team that has ever existed. God has anointed this team to make a run in D4. Cross Lex is nowhere to be found on a map. Watch. And Cross Lex will get the win. They will send them back in their charter bus, in their private bus, that two hour bus ride home. And they're going to have to go. Who the hell is Cross Lex and how the hell did we just lose them? Give me the pioneers in a close one. Gallagher. Is it ever tempting to just pick against Cross Lex just so that they can play it on loop for the oh, next already, couple days? I already put and... a, uh, a little section earlier here okay. where I hyped up St. Mary's and I okay. told LeGro and Sheridan just to cut it out okay. and then play it, play it there. So, like, you know, one of those things like a poster in a magazine that you can cut out, yep. kind of like that. So, yes, yeah. I have had that thought. Okay. Uh, I, I think uh, you got to go with Croslex in this one. Uh, yes, Orchard Lake St. Mary's, their schedule is impressive. Um, but the way Croslex, the, the Freeland win just stands out to me so much because we finally have seen them click. And we haven't really seen a performance like that since the Armada game all the way at the beginning of the season. Um, I think Croslex is a dangerous team right now. And the home field advantage is going to be huge. Similar to what we saw last year when uh, Pontiac Notre Dame came to Croswell. Dan Stuckey. All right, so I keep hearing about this tough schedule. 42 to 14, 40 to 13, 28 to nothing, 56 to 14, 31 to 17. I'd have been impressed with your tough schedule if you'd have played somebody tough. <laughs> Croslex wins. And a sweep for the Pioneers. Please let this happen. Mm -hmm. God loves farmers more than they love people <laughs> from Orchard Lake. Uh, the people want Croslex as well. 62% taking the Pioneers. We're trying to will this game to go Croslex's way. I almost way. took St. Mary's just to have you go off. <laughs> no. I, well, we know how much you loved your private school education. <laughs> so we will stay in the BWAC, but a little bit of mixing with the MAC. Yale in the playoffs in a full season for the first time since 2018 gets the matchup with Marine City. They go to East China Stadium. Can Yale pull off the upset, or does Marine City and their playoff machine just continue Mike Gallagher? Yeah, I think uh, it's got to be Marine City in this one, but whatever the spread is at, I think Yale's going to cover. Dan is stuck. Yeah, I, I, again, I love the Yale story, um, but just – Everything kind of slants towards Marine City in this one. It would be an upset around the state if Yale wins it. I like what Yale's done. You know they're going to throw an entire bag and truck full of trick plays at Marine City, and it's going to be hell for me trying to call that game when there's a double pass, a triple reverse, a flea flicker, Statue of Liberty, but with the, the lateral play. Yeah, right, the hook and ladder, <laughs> yeah. too, and that included – but Marine City has yes, Marine City has two losses. They are to seven and two BWAC champion Armada and nine and zero Durant, who might win D six. Give me Marine City. The history's on the Mariners' side. I want Yale to play better, and I think they're in the right direction. But they're not at Marine City's level yet. And the people agree, ninety three percent taking the Mariners to knock out the Bulldogs. 
we will go down to Madison Heights Land Fever for a rematch of a Max Silver Showdown as Marysville travels to Lamphere. Marysville won the first contest, but Lamphere maybe trying to spring that. Well, wouldn't be an upset maybe by seeds here in the playoffs. Dennis Stuckey, you did this first game, so you tell us who wins the second one. Yeah, it was the perfect storm for Marysville in the first game, but I just feel Lamphere's a different team at home. I'm going to pick the Rams, even though my heart is screaming, take the Vikings, take the Vikings. I got to go with my eyes. Marysville kind of limped off the field last week. I'm going with Lamphere. And that's the biggest difference for me is Marysville may not be completely healthy. Madison Heights Lamphere was probably pumped to get the rematch with Marysville. If I go 9-1, I want this to be the one. But give me Madison Heights Lamphere at home, Mike Gallagher. This is the uh, portion of the picks where I'm a little bit out of my element, so I'm going to start marrying you guys. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I like the fact that you, you mentioned Madison Heights uh, being excited about the potential rematch, and you know that can be huge for a team to get another shot at a team that you lost to. Uh, I'll take Madison Heights. All right, two more games to go. Oh, the fans take Lamphere, 69%. Yeah, I'm jumping on them quick now. Yes, you are, because I get into my I get into my little spiels and I get going. Port here on high will play a Saturday game. I will be at Memorial Stadium for this one as they bring in five and four Lance Cruz, and I'll make this one easy. Port here on and it's not even a question by the middle of the second quarter who's going to win this game. I think the Big Reds throttle Lance Cruz. Maybe not running time, but it's going to be close. It's going to be a fun Saturday for a Big Red fan. Mike Gallagher. Yeah, give me Port here on um, the fact that uh, they're going to be playing on their home field with a potential rematch with their rival for a district title. Uh, I think there's just too much on the line for them, and I'll give me the Big Reds. Dan Stuckey. I'm picking the Big Reds. I don't know that I'm picking the Big Reds to win by 700 like you seem to think, <laughs> but I think the Big Reds will win the game. And the final matchup, What's same the place. Say? The fans said 97% Port Huron. <laughs> I just wanted to see you say that again. I'm just doing that one for you. Um, same place, different time. On Friday night, Port Huron Northern brings in St. Clair Shores Lakeview, a battle of the Huskies. Mike Gallagher, you get us started. Lakeview 6-3, and three, Northern's 8-1. and one. What Husky has the tougher bite Friday night? Give me Northern. Dennis Stuckey. I feel like that's just Mike taking the hometown pick. That is exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> I'm also going to go Northern's defense will be just a little bit better than Lakeview's defense in what I think will be a very low-scoring game. I might be more on the fence about this game than you are. This game scares me, and it scares me a lot. I, I know Lakeview's 6-3, and three, but... They were competitive in two of those three losses. One of them was to a Mac Red team. I'm going to take Northern, but it's the least confident pick I think I have out of all of them. Don't take Lakeview lightly, and don't look ahead to a matchup with Port here on high, because you might not get that matchup with Port here on high. What did the fans think? The fans said 93%. I didn't have a game to go to. 93% said Northern. So there we go, Dennis. We actually didn't disagree as much as I thought we would this week. No, well, you you want a mirror or a winner. So <laughs> the, uh, the, the only game that uh, you and I disagree on, and actually I think it's the only game that uh, you, I, and Mike disagree on, uh, I pick Seminary at home over Beach. 
you guys uh, picked the Pirates to win. Well, I figured someone would take St. Mary's, but we just no one wants that to happen, so we all picked against it. Oh, please! If there was, if I could fix one game to make it happen, it would be that one, just because I want cross. And if they do it by multiple scores, I'm going to be on cloud nine all weekend. Yeah. Imagine what people in Cross Lex are going to be like. But. Absolutely, Mike. Thank you for joining us. This was the final edition of the picks. Hopefully, you can end the guests on a good note because they've struggled this year. Dennis is going to be our champion because I didn't disagree on all 10 games with him or at least seven different games. But you have a couple people trying to catch you. I'll go 10 and 0, and you guys can both go 9 and 1. I'm good with that. It's a good way to close it out. I, if I win the last week, I'll, I don't know, I'll at least feel good going into the offseason. <laughs> Huh. Not, not a complete uh, rebuild? No, not a complete. Momentum going into 23. Down. Dennis, tell everyone where we are this weekend. All right, four games. Uh, two on Friday. I'll be at Memorial Stadium Northern uh, taking on Lakeview in what we think will be a tough, low-scoring game. Get going around uh, 640 for mm -hmm. a 7 o'clock kickoff. Brady will be at East China Stadium for the Marine City-Yale game. That'll be a lot of fun. Get going about 7.30 uh, 6 or 6.30. Yeah, 6.30. Talk to both Coach Grunman and Coach Lutzen. Then on Saturday, Brady will go to Memorial Stadium to watch Port Huron High play Lance Cruz. They are kicking off at 2 o'clock. So 1.40 pregame. So 1.40. I have a 1 o'clock kickoff at East China Stadium, so I'll be able to catch the end of your game. And I'll be able uh, to catch the start of your game. As uh, Mooney is uh, taking on Marlette, and uh, we'll get going uh, around uh, 12.40 with the pregame for that one. Sounds good. And then, well, we'll have a lot for you next week, too. Hopefully a lot. Who are you covering? Um, I'm still undecided where I'm going to be at Friday. Uh, I'll see you at uh, East China on Saturday. Uh, but that actually brings me up to uh, a question for you guys. I know it's not part of your picks, but Deckerville, Kingston, Peck Morris, any thoughts? On oh, that? man. You're if if, if this was going to, to be on there. Well, yeah. you took information from us, so I'm taking information from you. Kingston's down a man, an eight man. That's like being down three men. Give me D Deckerville in that one for our bonus game of the week. Yeah, you know, this year I think Kingston's the better team. But, man, when I look at the history of Deckerville and the history of Deckerville against Kingston yeah, and the fact that Kingston kind of kicked their butt earlier, Deckerville revenge yeah. on the road at the – Town with a blinking light. <laughs> and Peck might have a tough game. I know they had a good season and they have some really nice players, but mm -hmm. I'm worried about Morris. I'd probably pick them. All right. Yeah. Caleb gets the rushing record, but the you Orioles already asked get the it. win. Right. Yeah. Right. So maybe he gets to 3,000. That'd be cool. That'd be Only cool. Be the second yeah. human ever to do it in, <laughs> in Michigan's football history. Yeah. Yeah. That's... So, all right. With all that said, send it home, Dennis. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.